Jacqueline, it is wonderful to chat with you. Thank you so much for the time. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Thank you so much for having interest in talking to me about my film. No, I, absolutely. It's a fascinating film. It's a lot of fun and uh, terrifying and like it go this all over. Um, but it's it's really well done. It's I, I was wondering where where my animal came from. Well, it was interesting. So, you know, sometimes things reach you in unexpected ways, you know, um, and this was a project that um, originally I got because I was in a project market at a film festival in Macau, China, and I was pro I was pitching a completely different film. And uh, I also pitching at that same forum was who was to become my producer on the project, Michael Solomon. And so basically we met there and then kind of kept chatting and he was like, well, maybe we can work on something together in Canada. And I was like, okay, sure. Um, and yeah, then basically he he had the script and he said, you know, I have this script that's a, a werewolf movie. And I remember thinking at the time, I was like, oh, I don't know, like, we'll see, we'll see. You know, because you have a very specific idea of what a werewolf movie was. And I, I didn't really ever anticipate making a werewolf movie. And so I, I got the script, but then when I read it, I thought it was so interesting in the way that it was, using the genre and just I really connected with the characters and like the the family dynamics and the uh, emotional dynamics and connectivity in the script <clears throat> and I think that that's something that I always look for like does does a script kind of um, touch you in some way do you connect with it in some way is there something that you can kind of see of your own experience in the work and so you know, that that was a script that just kind of came to me through totally unexpected means. Uh, and when I got the script, I actually realized that I had met the screenwriter before, but just through her music project, because she's in a band called Boy Harsher. So um, I met her um, previously, just totally in a music context, but didn't realize that she wrote screenplays. So I also thought that was kind of an interesting connection point. Um, and yeah, then we, we started to work together on the script and kind of get it ready for production basically from there. But that was kind of how it initially first got to me. You know, I, I love films. I, I love the blend of horror um, that it that it brings, you know, as it says, so unique. And I love horror that has something to say. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not somebody that likes to just invest in the gore or whatever. I like I like when a film is using its genre to help elevate its story and i think and that's definitely on uh with the case here with my animal Thank uh, you. <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely i i wanted to uh ask though before i ask you a little bit more about that um yeah. shooting shooting in timmins because there's this is a frozen film for so much of it everything outdoors is just like ice <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah like oh it was very intense you know i so I decided to shoot in Timmins. Um, well, we were, you know, part of our financing came um, from Northern Ontario. So I knew we were going to shoot in Northern Ontario, but I was looking, you know, all the different like kind of um, towns were, you know, and cities were pitching us for the project to bring the project to their their community. But honestly, I it was a combination of two things. The first thing being that um, I really fell in love with the locations. It was like a lot of the locations that they had there were just exactly what I envisioned in my head. Obviously there was a, like a really specific color scheme and a, a mood and an, an era that I was after. So I wanted a place that felt like it hadn't, like it still had sort of um, remnants of that, you know, already in the locations, like, cause we're not gonna be building sets. 
So I, it was really funny because I was looking through all of Northern Ontario to find a red arena. And the only one I found was what? in Timmins. And I was like, this is Canada, like red and white. Shouldn't these be like all the arena colors, you know? And I, I just thought it was really bizarre. But then it was like exactly the arena that I had in my head was there. And so that was one of the, the parts of it. But then also um, I just was so impressed by the people of Timmins. They were so kind and warm and open to the production. I had um, a, a, an early location scout, Brian Jones, who then eventually joined the project as an associate producer, who was basically like running around town, taking pictures of anything he thought kind of conjured a location. I would talk to him. I would find like weird locations on like Google Maps that had no pictures of them. And I'd be like, Brian, do you think you could go there and get me some pictures? And he would just like immediately go out and get this stuff. And and was so excited. And I just having that feeling that you have that kind of support and people that are looking over you, almost like these sort of almost like guardian angel figures or something that you're like, okay, th these people actually really care and they want to nurture this project. I think that's really important, especially when you're shooting in a small town, you really need to have the community support behind it. Um, so I really felt that um, with Timmins in a different way than I did with um some of the other meetings or people, I mean, everybody was lovely, but I really felt that there was something in particular there. And I knew that that would really help, especially on a low budget where you really have to pull a lot from the local community. You know, it, it works so well with the construct and the themes and the ideas of the film. It's funny, like the, 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 the town isn't, is never stated. I don't think in the story, um, but it really adds to the, the feel, the mood um of the piece on that note i just i think there's something also about when you build something into the dna of a project like when you can kind of go to a place that encompasses the feeling of the movie i think that also can kind of it like bleeds into the work and it kind of um I don't know, like it, you can feel it a little bit more. And also just having your crew there and you're all in one hotel room together and you're all living in this similar way and your your actors are really experiencing that and, and feeling that sense of isolation. I do think that that helps kind of just get people in the right psychology, you know, like in terms of, of shooting the film. But, um, but yeah, but it, it had a lot of challenges too because of that, you know, just because the weather was, you were saying that it looked cold. It was very cold. There were some nights that we were shooting where it was going down to negative 30 or negative 40 degrees. A lot of night shoots. It was, it was intense. It was a, like, I, I realized that I was like, oh yeah, this is why you don't see a lot of low budget films that take place in the winter, <laughs> you know, <laughs> because it's actually quite difficult to shoot in the winter. Um, So, you know, but I, I think I just had this very gung-ho, like, I can make anything happen and, you know, let's just go full steam ahead, you know? So I think you have to have a little bit of that almost kind of like that kind of energy, because if you really think through all of the things that could go wrong, you, you'd never do anything. Right. So I think you have to kind of be able to just be willing to like jump in and allow yourself to just get very wrapped up in it, you know, to make it happen. But, you know, again, it works with the character journey, like Heather's Heather's tension between sort of repressing herself and then unleashing herself. And you've got these, these frozen whites and these deep reds and blues that uh, like held up and held up against one another. Um, so I wanted to ask you this. I wanted to ask you if you thought, do you think that we all have an animal within us? I think that in terms of looking at it from a metaphorical perspective, in terms of something animal, 
let's say it's some sort of instinct or it's some sort of desire that we have complex emotions around. I think everybody does have that, you know, um, and maybe that could be called someone's sort of animal, you know, or like some sort of other inner realm or aspect of themselves um, that they haven't quite reconciled yet. I do think that a lot of people struggle with that, you know, in different capacities. It could be anything from, you know, an addiction that somebody might have, or it might be with the way that they present themselves in the world, or it might be that they don't feel satisfied in their job and they feel like they need to have, they want something else, or they envision something else, or their partnership, or, you know, I, I do think that people struggle with, um, their, their deepest, most desires and how that sometimes doesn't square with the realities of their life. And I think that that can be something that, um, it can be a source of tragedy, but it can also be this thing that can help propel you or force you through the challenges to really accept who you are and to, um, I don't know, just feel more confident in yourself and more confident in, in what you want to express in this life and a life that we have on this planet, you know? So I think that, um, I don't know if I, I find that it's a double-edged sword, you know, in terms of, um, it's a curse and a blessing at the same time. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, absolutely. And I love how you brought that into context. There's so many different things it could be, mm -hmm. uh, with Heather, it seems to be, there's a real struggle with sexuality. Yeah. Um, and, and I was just thinking about this as I'm watching the film, what is it to you about sexuality that becomes such a monster what is it that we're so afraid of when it comes to sex hmm, that's a really interesting question um i think that there's just a lot of um i think that there's a lot of uh societal kind of hang-ups around sex or what we expect from it or what the power dynamics are of it um and i think that you know, I think that sex holds a lot of power. I mean, it is the life source. That is how we reproduce, right? Um, and I think that it makes people do really unpredictable things. Mm. And that can be really scary in the context of society. Because when you, it is the thing that will, you know, have you go over a cliff for somebody or, you know what I mean? Like go to the ends of the earth, like whatever it is, like you, you really um, feel that, especially when you're young. So there is something that is like kind of, fundamentally maybe challenging to society when you feel that level of desire and that level of desire is really rooted in the desire for love you know I think every human wants that and um, it totally is understandable but it does it does create extremely volatile behavior sometimes so it's I think that's why it's always been kind of something that has been kept a bit under control, I guess, or that there's this desire to keep it under control because, it, you know, like maybe it, you know, fundamentally uh, could change society, you know, or revolutionize things or something or, or completely change the the power dynamics in a society. So I think there's, there's a lot of hangups with it, you know, and I think that a lot of it still is, there's a lot of unpacking that still needs to occur. Um, because, I mean, this has gone on for a very long time, you know. Um, it's so. not new. It's not <laughs> yeah, a new. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I mean, since basically the beginning of time, it is. And and it's it's so it's essential to uh, the, us populating this planet, our species of the continuation of the species. It's at the core of it, you know, and it really makes us kind of like uh, answer a lot of fundamentally like existential sort of questions. Um, so I find it a really 
interesting grounds to explore um, as like a as a filmmaker as like a human in the world. It's it's a topic that I find really interesting and not in this kind of like not in this kind of creepy way or anything like that, but just in this way of like, let's unpack this, let's go towards something that is really complex. Let's go towards something that makes people uncomfortable because in that you can start shuffling around for the truth of something, you know, and it's going to get messy and complicated, but it will reveal something. And even when people watch the film, it's going to reveal something about their attitudes about love or about intimacy. And so I think that's really, that's really interesting. It's such an interesting learning tool in a way too, like just to see how audiences come away with certain things and what they responded to and what was important to them and meaningful to them, because it's different for every viewer, I think. Yeah, that's so true. That's so true. Like a film like this, you could connect with it on any number of levels. Like you yeah. can connect with it on on the level of sexuality. You can connect with it on the way, like you said, of power dynamics or or even uh, toxic parents relationships. You know, yeah. there's there's all sorts of different things that get tapped into Heather's character. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And I think like also just the idea of um, the idea of, of of trauma or what gets passed down, and then how you deal with this element of when you haven't really like fixed the things within yourself, then what is it that you seek out or what is the kind of love that you seek out and why why does it get disrupted, you know? And why did those two people come together? You know, because I do think Heather and Johnny are both, um, they're both outsiders in their town. And that's a big part of why they're connecting. Um, and it's the most meaningful relationship in either one of their lives with, mm. besides maybe like, you know, um, Heather's relationship with her dad. But I think um, there's a real like kind of tragicness in the sense that you can see these two people really connecting, but they're still caught up in conflicts within themselves. And so then it's going to make it very difficult for them to ultimately really connect in a meaningful way. Um, or it's part of that process of becoming, you know, what you are going to eventually become, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And even her father is talking about when he's talking about his youth and he talks about her mother, he's, you mm -hmm. know, he's saying like, when I was a kid, I wanted well, he, he's like, he couldn't stay away from her, but there, it wasn't, it wasn't a good thing, but he, he couldn't. And now it is a good thing because, you know, there's, there's Heather, but there's this, you know, this tension even there mm -hmm. that is, yeah. that exists within the, their characters. Yeah, absolutely. What, what attracts people to other people or what this idea of like the werewolf mythology is like, what gets, what gets passed down, you know? Yeah. And then what do we do with that? You know, um, do we decide to you know, clamp down on it and hide it away within ourselves, tuck it away and, and pretend it doesn't exist? Or do we explore it with even disastrous consequences? You know, like, it's, it's very interesting, you know, it's like that kind of individual, like, uh, quest that we must all go on to understand ourselves. Yeah, absolutely. And again, you know, one of the, this, this is a word that's jumped out on me a lot in a number of films I've covered, I, I admit it right now. But, you know, there's a point where she says, I just want to feel normal. And I'm noticing uh, there's a trend right now to talk about what it means to be normal. And, and in this film, we see that as well, this tension of, you know, she this part of her that she wishes was not a part of her. Um, I was just wondering from you what the term normal means or is it an outdated term to use? 
Yeah, I mean, I think that's an interesting question. I mean, I think that anyone who has experienced, and I think a lot of people have, I mean, most people, but I think that so much of what my animal is dealing with is this sort of maybe like outsider status or like the horror of the outsider and that desperate, that desperate desire to really want to connect with people and not, not being able to, because they're perceived to not really quite fit into others around them. And this happens for all kinds of different reasons. You know, I mean, you look at like just how kids and, you know, children and in middle school and high school, how they treat each other sometimes and how they can ostracize each other. And I think especially at that age, you're really navigating that and there's a lot of pain and suffering in it. So I think in terms of like, maybe it's less about normal, but maybe it's more about acceptance, mm. you know, like that's the line and that's what people say, but what they're really maybe seeking is that people accept, accept, accept them for like who they you know, who they actually are, you know, and aren't trying to um, take that away from them or change them in some capacity. And I think that a lot of people struggle with that. And I think that a lot of young people struggle with loneliness, you know, um, and this inability maybe to connect, you know, you're still kind of figuring out a lot of your social skills at that time period. And not all of them are going to be like super functional or you're learning you've learned maybe like negative patterns and you have to kind of get out of those and you know work through them yourself and so I don't know I think it's maybe it's less yeah I think I think it's more about acceptance in that context you know yeah yeah absolutely absolutely I I hear what you're saying I mean at any age um social relationships are difficult but especially in your youth Mm -hmm. and you're trying to figure out who you are um you're trying to figure out who you are as an individual and in the context of those relationships like what it's it's my goodness i'm glad (laughs) i'm not a teenager anymore (laughs) i i know it's it's a very messy time period in a person's life and i think that when i was really kind of reflecting on you know as a filmmaker a lot of like like filmmaking when i was young really saved me through some like very difficult moments in my life Mm. and watching movies was a way for me to be presented with situations that were maybe not exact things that I experienced, but things that were capturing a certain emotional state that I was feeling. And it was kind of reassuring me that other people felt that way too, that there was like a whole world out there of people that could maybe understand where you are coming from and that you aren't so isolated. And so I think in a lot of ways, I was really coming at it from if I can just make a film that would have maybe in some way, even with the tragic circumstances in the storyline, if it somehow could connect with somebody that was younger in the way that I connected with, with movies when I was younger, then I've kind of like done my job here. You know, I've done, I've given back in the way that so many filmmakers gave to me. And I think that's like, that's really thrilling and exciting to me. Um, And I think when I was young, I I really had an appetite for things that weren't always like happy endings. I think that that was, it was really important to me to be able to, um, uh, to be able to watch stuff where it wasn't super tidy and perfect and it was a little messy and it it was, um, that, that really helped me the most, I think, actually. So I wanted to not be afraid to shy away from there being a sense of, you know, tragedy for these characters, um, but that that tragedy would help shape them and propel them into being more accepting of themselves, you know, and that that is this sort of path that 
we take in in adolescence and in coming of age. Um, and so I don't know. Yeah, I, I, that's something that's important to me as a filmmaker is that sense of giving back to my younger self. I appreciate that. And and it adds to that sense of the monster too. Yeah. this other thing you can't predict or control and it's happening. And yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, honestly, uh, Jacqueline, it's it's a wonderful film. It's so much. I say it's fun. I don't mean to take it lightly when I say that. Uh, oh, no, there are fun moments in it. <laughs> <laughs> there, are, there are. But there's a heat to it. There's a real heat to this film that you can see just uh, that I, I really appreciate it. And it's it's really well done. Thank you so much for your time. I really yeah, thank appreciate you. it. Yeah, absolutely. Have a great day. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah.